Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to take a minute to tell you about Pow Audio. Now, Pow Audio is going to change your listening experience. You're probably asking yourself, TJ, how is Pow Audio going to change my listening experience? Because Pow Audio has a revolutionary design, delivers a crystal clear and powerful sound in a collapsible Bluetooth speaker. That's right, collapsible Bluetooth speaker and is designed for ultimate portability. So check out facebook.com, search POW Audio or on their website, powaudio.com. That's P-O-W audio.com. One more time. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. You know, I had to hit that being and winning real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. And I got a special guest with me, man. Y'all already know, man. It's my big brother, EJ Jones, man. Uh, one half of the two brothers uh, sports podcast that's going to take place on Sunday. What's going on, EJ? What's up, who that fans? What's up, TJ? How you doing? Looking forward hey, man. to football season. It's like Christmas for a football fan. Oh, man. Hey, E. Man, when I seen the kickoff, bro, I was like, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Like, I mean, I was just so excited about the NFL season, man. As of right now, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are taking on the Houston Texans, and the game is tied at seven. So, I mean, it's a little weird, man, watching the game and, they do have fans at Arrowhead, but you can tell a, a, a huge difference. And we're going to get into that, E. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the crowd noise and how, you know, the lack of fans might affect some of these games. But we want to give a special shout-out to the chat. Chat is following in um, accordingly. A uh, special shout-out to everybody that's in the chat right now. I see Kai is in the building. We got Mike. We got Bradford. Reggie. Tro. Uh, that's John. We got Brian in here. Andrea, thank you so much. Uh, Graylin, everybody that's following to the chat, the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. I see uh, Shamika in here. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. We got to talk about this because, uh, man, we're just a few days away from week one, the New Orleans Saints uh, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All the hype in the world, everybody hyping up Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got Tom Brady, you got Gronk. You got Leonard Fournette. You got all of these weapons, and they're going up against the New Orleans Saints team for the last three years have uh, exited the playoffs in, in, in very heartbreaking fashion. Uh, but, E, let me go ahead and get started with you, man. Um, what do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, some of the, the additions that they made in the offseason, and um, do you think they'll have enough to combat what the Saints can bring to the table? <clears throat> I think we talked about it earlier. I think in your chat, 
I got into it with some of those uh, feisty Buck fans. <laughs> Basically, I think the Saints have the uh, advantage over a lot of teams because of the chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see how well they, they react to each other in the locker room. Right. Still, they don't have no bad apple in the in the whole bunch. Right. With Tampa, on the other hand, you have a bunch of new pieces that they got to gel together mm-hmm. in a COVID-shortened season with no preseason, no OTAs, none of that kind of stuff. Right. Tom Brady, I mean, they may be champions and everything, but the thing about it is this is first year with Tampa Bay. Right. It's Grant first year with Tampa Bay. It's Little right. Fournette first year with Tampa Bay. Right. But they all got to kind of gel together, and I think the Saints have an advantage. As talented right. as Tampa Bay may be, I mean, I remember how many – Super Bowls, everybody got them playing in. I mean, chemistry and luck to win a championship. Yeah. Kind of have that. Right. I agree with you, E. You need chemistry in order for your team to uh, gel. You know, no no matter how much talent that you actually have. And I said earlier on the State of the Saints podcast, I talked about the Philadelphia Eagles when they brought in Vince Young and they had Michael Vick and they had um, Nandi Asanwa and they had all these guys came in. And on paper, they looked like they were, man – Sign them up for the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But it's about what you do between those lines. It's about what you can bring to the table and can you put it all together? And if you look at no OTAs, no mini camp, no training camp, or any, well, training camp you had, but you didn't have preseason games, I think that you are going to see that even though they're extremely talented, I don't think you're going to see that week one. I don't think you're going to see that coming out of the gate. It, I think they're going to go through some growing pains, man. And, and we talked about some of the feisty Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. But look, I look, I said this before and i said say it again, okay, for those that are just tuning in. I'm not buying what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are selling and they fans are fair weather as hell, okay? I didn't see that energy last season, okay, when Jameis was the quarterback and he was – Turn the ball over you know, left and right. You know what I'm saying? Not Like I said, I know Jameis is in New Orleans, but Jameis is a backup quarterback for a reason, okay? I didn't see that same energy, okay? So what I'm saying is I think the New Orleans Saints have something on their side. It's called chemistry, like you said, and I think they did an excellent job bringing back those familiar faces, re-signing them to contracts because they were actually prepared. You know, most teams were going out here signing this guy and that guy changing around the roster, but they realized that this is going to be offseason like none other. And they capitalized on that by going out and signing people like Austin Carr, signing people like P.J. Williams, and coming back to signing somebody like Malcolm Jenkins, even though he's been gone for six years. Dennis Allen was on a defensive uh, team along with, you know, Greg Williams. So he understands what – uh, you know, Dennis Allen wants from him because Dennis Allen was the secondary coach. So it was a smart move by the New Orleans Saints in order for them to make that happen. Uh, what do you think about Tom Brady, man? 43 years old, uh, going into his 21st season in the NFL. Brand new team, man. Uh, and they have a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, can he win a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick? What do you think about Tom Brady, man? And do you think that Father Tom is eventually going to catch up to the 43-year-old quarterback? Well, I think I think Florida Tom's already caught up with him with the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> you take the defense away from the Patriots last year. I mean, do they do do they even get as far as they did without that defense? Good point. They had the, I would say they probably had the best defense in the league last year. Right. Um, and now, like you said, forty three years old. I mean, right. he's not slew a foot. He never he never has been. 
Oh, statue. Yo, yo, E, hold on, man. You think they had the best defense in, in football last season? Um, really? I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think they wow. one of the wow. best defenses in the league last year. I mean, mm. you have them. I guess you could throw maybe like the Vikings, Ravens, Tennessee, those three or four teams you could probably have as the best. De- but Stephon Gilmore, well, I'm getting yeah. off. I'm getting off. You spoke about no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's the state of the Saints, but I mean, you if you got to make a point, you got to go to another team to make a point. Please do. I mean, but yeah, I think they did have one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. But I mean, Tom Brady, I I just don't. I don't buy. I don't. I don't don't buy the Kool Aid that everybody's throwing around here about. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, you could put a lot of. You remember in the early 2000s when they when the Redskins tried to do this where they bought a bunch of players in and everybody had the Redskins as a Super Bowl contender and yeah I remember Super that Bowl. I mm-hmm. don't even think they made the playoffs a couple of those years mm-hmm. but uh I do think Florida time has caught up caught up with them uh back really? to the chemistry thing or whatever but I do think the Saints are licking their chops because we have a quarterback that we don't have to run after too much yes he is cerebral but I think he's still going to be there for us to sack on Sunday. Yeah. Look, I like Tom Brady. You know, I never had anything against Tom Brady. I think sometimes when guys win too much, you know, it leaves a bad taste in a in a fan's mouth because we want to see people win, but we don't want to see people win a lot. I don't know. I never had an issue with Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady has done everything that you asked of him, and he's won six Super Bowls in the process. But – Father Time is undefeated, okay? And you talked about the defense of the New England Patriots last season. Now, be that as it may, E, I will concede. You, I, I do feel like they had the best defense in football. But they they had one of the easiest schedules in football, if you ask me. if I mean, playing the Jets twice, playing the Dolphins twice. I mean, there's a reason why the, the Dolphins were picking in the top five, okay? There was a reason why the Jets – you know what I'm saying? We're picking in the top 10. There was a reason because of that. Because they sucked, okay? And when you have a, a, a AFC East that's that's pretty top-heavy, it's the Patriots and everybody else, and it's been that way for the last 20 years, I mean, it's easy for you to go ahead and steamroll through the competition. So I will say they had the best defense, but it's like playing Madden on rookie, right? You know what I'm saying? And you soup all your players up to 99. That's that's what it is to me. Like, it's no competition here. So he comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I feel like now you have a legit division where every quarterback is good. Even Teddy Bridgewater, man. Even Matt Ryan. Drew Brees. I mean, this is a division that has always had respectable quarterbacks, MVP quarterbacks. Matt Ryan was an a, was a MVP. I mean, Cam Newton is going, but at the time Cam Newton was here, he was MVP. Drew Brees was a Super Bowl MVP. Teddy Bridgewater was really good for the Minnesota Vikings before he ended up getting hurt, had a lot of promise, and he won five games with the New Orleans Saints. So this is an accomplished division that Tom Brady is coming into. It's not like it was in the AFC East. I mean, honestly, you probably can count on your hand how many respectable quarterbacks were in the AFC East when the Patriots were running rough shot. I mean, the only person I can really truly think of is Chad Pennington. I mean, honestly, that's the only person I can really think of in the AFC East since Tom Brady has been running rough shot. 
that has been a respectable quarterback. I mean, he was a comeback player of the year. Besides that, I mean, it's been Brady and everybody else. So now you come to a division where you're going to have to put up a shut up. And I understand that Bruce Arians, uh, you know what I'm saying, a Glazer family has done an outstanding job bringing guys in, is supporting Cassie, got Gronk, a guy he's familiar with, along with Evans and Godwin, and, and you got O.J. Howard, and you got Cameron Bray. and I mean, you got a plethora of players. But at the same time, we talked about it earlier. It's about chemistry. And can a 43-year-old quarterback stay upright in a division where you have a lot of talent and you have quarterbacks that can combat your greatness? That is something that Tom Brady has never went up against, and this is an opportunity for him to show that not only is he the best quarterback, you know, he, he has an opportunity to say that he's the best quarterback ever, in my opinion. Okay, he could close the chapter because the guy that is that he is going to be facing twice. A lot of people consider him as being the best statistical quarterback of all time. Okay, and they feel like you know, if Tom Brady comes in and goes through the South then, I mean, it's undisputed because they, they still got whispers out there. They still got whispers that are saying Joe Montana, if he can bring Tampa Bay, a snake-bitten franchise, a franchise that is one of the most loosening franchises in, in sports history, if he can bring them to a Super Bowl in their home stadium, then I think we can close the book on who is the greatest quarterback of all time. But let's focus on the defense, E. Um we, I talked about Marcus Davenport on the State of the Saints podcast earlier. He ended up on an injury report again, believe it or not, okay? But he, he they said he will play Sunday. Are you giving up on Marcus Davenport? Do you think that Marcus Davenport was the right decision back in 2018? I think it was. Uh, I've been looking at his stats, and I like the way – and I watch video. I mean, I like the way that he gets to the quarterback. He may not get a sack, but he gets a hurry, and he does get tackled for loss when he's stopping the run. He is good against the run, too. So I just think if he can just stay on the field uh, some kind of way, I think that'll just make him a better player. Him getting with Cam Jordan, I think, would would make a lot of difference in the world this Mm -hmm. year, especially with getting with somebody like Cam Jordan. Maybe Cam can teach him, like, what to do with his body when he's finished with practicing or doing workouts and stuff like that. Right. Young different techniques for, for rushing the passer. Um, just taking care of his body throughout the week. I think that's his biggest thing. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I don't think his motor is in question. I mean, you can see his statistics and his video. You can see that he's always giving 100%. Right. But it's just maybe something he's not doing after the game or after practice or something like that. So I just think it's some things that he needs to tweak. Right. But I, think, I do think he is going to be – First of all, I think he is the uh, right choice for the Saints to have made, and I think he's going to have a real good season this year. Yeah. I look forward to him having 10 sacks this year. Yeah, I think he's going to have double-digit sacks, but uh, I just want to let everyone know, those that are checking out the State of the Saints podcast and may not be in front of their television, the Kansas City Chiefs are beating the Houston Texans right now for a score of 14-7, to seven, uh, about two minutes left in the second quarter. So football is back, man. Uh Patrick Mahomes looked pretty crisp out there, man. I think right now, and also Deshaun Watson, he's six of eight. He has 62 yards. Uh, he doesn't have a, a touchdown nor an interception. Uh, but uh, Duke, uh, David Johnson is doing an outstanding job, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I know it's the State of the Saints podcast, but the game 
is on right now. So I just want to acknowledge that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 14 of 18, 100 and, 105 yards, two touchdowns already, man. So he's picking up right where he left off last season. Um, this is a guy I feel like is going to win MVP this season, man. I think he's uh, an outstanding quarterback. Uh, but back to what you were saying, E, you know, I just feel like um, with uh, Marcus Davenport, I'm not ready to give up on him either, but I do want to, I do want him to stay healthy. Uh, it, it's hard to like keep constantly, uh, you know, taking up for a guy that, I mean, always end up on the injury report, you know, like, so I think that he's going to play week one. I don't think his injury is going to affect his play. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how he's going to develop. I mean, he put on 20 pounds uh, this offseason. He's about 280 right now. So he's about the same weight as Cameron Jordan is. So let's see what he can do. You know what I'm saying? That, did that 20 pounds actually help him to be more durable and be able to sustain a 16-game season? Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. But let's go ahead and go to the chat, man. Let's answer some of these questions from the Who That Nation here. Uh, let's start off with Kai here. Kai says, all I want as a belated birthday present is the Saints to beat down the Bucks. I don't care how we win, just as long as we win, simple as that. Well, Kai, happy belated birthday, my brother. Um, you know, I hope you had a good one. I think a lot of people feel how you feel, echo your sentiments. Exactly. Uh, Jared Poor says the Jones brothers, the host. Yeah, man, the Jones brothers are in the building. Uh, thank you very much, Jared, man, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, we got uh, Kia says uh, facts, uh, great comparison. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we break it down here. You know what I'm saying, Kia? We we break it down here. We don't sugarcoat around here. You know what I'm saying? We 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 do our homework. You know what I'm saying? Like We, we do our homework. We got the syllabus in our hand. And we make sure our homework done on time. <laughs> for all for all my college uh, people out there, y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Y'all know about the syllabi, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, let's see. Jerry Poor says, uh, EJ, what up, Big E? So you're getting a shout-out right there, uh, EJ. Getting a shout-out. How you doing? What's up? Can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, man. Opening a Christmas gift. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got uh, RJ Mason says, yeah, tell them, TJ, who that nation, man. You look, I got to tell them, man. We got to tell the story. Like my grandpa said when he preached it, man, I got to tell the story. You know what I'm saying? I got to let everybody know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, let's see, man. Quite, quite a few people up here, man, following in, man. Uh, thank y'all very much. Uh, Kai also says the Bucks might look good on paper, but it's another story when we actually see them on the field. Like the chemistry is not going to be there right away. E, you talked about that, right? You talked mm-hmm. about the chemistry, uh, you know, and the, and the chemistry aspect of the game. You know, it's not about always having the right players. It's about having chemistry as well, right? Yep. And I don't care if you have the Globetrotters playing basketball. <laughs> like, they no, if you just put the team together last week, they ain't going to work good together or whatever. Right. So this, this year more than anything, during right. this corona season – if your team ain't got no chemistry and luck, you ain't gonna make the playoffs, let alone like a Super Bowl or something like that. Right. That's why I say a lot of the teams from last year who made the playoffs probably gonna make the playoffs again or whatever because they yep. have chemistry and they Good have point. that talent and they just need luck from like injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you also gotta ask yourself, E, even though the teams that are together, how long is it gonna take for that for that chemistry to mesh? You know, like are you gonna get us together by week four, week five? 
And, and if you think about it around week four, week five, it might be a little bit too late, man, because you, you have teams that are always going to be peaking in the right direction. And if you're not one of those teams uh, that can get hot early, you might be on the outside looking in. And a couple games that you had early. I, okay, I, I think about this, right? Okay, I think about when the Seattle Seahawks played against the Green Bay Packers. You remember when they had those replacement refs? You know, you think you remember that? And they had that Hail Mary. Uh, I think Seahawks ended up winning the game because of a bad call. But that game ended up costing the Green Bay Packers in the end for making the playoffs. Mm. So you got to make sure that you're striking while the iron is hot. You got to make sure that you are on point at the beginning of the season. Because even though you're like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? It's just week three. That week three game can cost you a possible uh, spot at the playoffs. Now, there is a little bit more leniency this year, E, because you have an extra playoff spot. But you still want to make sure you still want to make sure that you have good playoff positioning in order for you to, you know what I'm saying, be able to make a good run in the playoffs. Because we know it's all about matchups. We know, you know, we know it's about, okay, you could be a good team, but maybe you go up against a team that you struggle against, you know, it's about matchups. So let's just make sure that we get this dub, man. Uh, let's see. All I want is the Saints to win the Super Bowl. I think I think everybody wants that. I think that's unanimous. <laughs> if you're on the state of the Saints podcast and you're not hating, you know what I'm saying? If you're not a fan of some other team, you definitely want that. I think we all echo your sentiments, RJ. Uh, we got Brian. He says, uh, how do you get a second? Uh, I just – I was going to do this year. What do you mean? How, how do you get a second I want to uh, do this year? I don't, I, I don't understand what you mean, uh, Brian. You got to clarify that for me, my friend. Uh, Donald says, man, you went in on the Falcons this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. always going in on them dirty birds. Hey, hey, that, hey, it's not my fault, okay? It's not my fault. It's their fault, okay? You're coming on the State of the Saints trying to troll. If you're going to troll, man, you got to come with it, okay? Look, I look, I am I, I'm like a I'm like a vulture, right? If you if you're from a country, you see vultures in the street and they they're eating a carcass of a deer or or a possum, but what happens at the end? They don't leave no meat Oh, the bone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so if a Falcon fan gonna come at me, I am going to vulture their tail and I am not gonna leave anything on the bone. Okay, you gotta come with it. All right. You can't be coming talking about the Saints if you ain't if you ain't did your homework, man, because I'm a steamroll you straight up. I, I mean, I got respect for uh for you know saying fans of the Falcons and stuff like that. I mean, it's all about robbery and stuff like that at the end of the day. Rep your squad. Well, you better come with it, man. You infiltrating the group now. I, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. Ain't that what them teachers used to say when he was elementary school? I'm not the one. What What did that actually mean? Like, you know, they'd be like, I'm not the one. I don't know. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to play with. <laughs> ain't nothing to mess with. You mess with fan, you messing up there. You, you messing with everybody. Right. <laughs> teachers be like, man, I ain't the one. <laughs> Your girl be like that, too, when you make a bet. I ain't the one. Like, okay. <laughs> Brian says, uh, how do you think the secondary is going to do this year uh, for New Orleans? Look, e, I'll let you go ahead and tackle that one first, man. What do you think about the secondary? I, I think we look good. I think we look good on paper. I think Malcolm Jenkins 
Uh, I think he's going to make all the difference in the world. Right. Uh, with him in a backfield, I think I don't think we're going to make as many mistakes and miss tackles as we did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you swap out my Von Bell for him. Right. Get the stability in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we can get some turnovers. Right. I'm thinking if we can get some turnovers on defense mixed with our offense, I think we could have a very special year. Yeah. But I do think that Malcolm Jenkins in the backfield, I think he's made he will make all the difference in the world. He's smart, mm. he's savvy, he's versatile. Right. You can put him in a slot if you want to, you can drop him back, use mm. him as a linebacker if you want to, use him closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh I do think that uh Jack Jack Rabbit is gonna have a good year this year too. Yeah, uh, the Norris Jenkins, I think right. he's Going to have, I think he's going to have a better year than Marcus Lattimore, to be honest with you. Wow. Because, you know, they're going to put Lattimore on your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Say, like Sunday, you're going to, they're going to put Lattimore on Evans. Right. I mean, he has a good track record against Evans. I mean, he does yeah. real well against Evans. But then you're going to have a good one on uh, Jenkins. Right. And I do think he – it's his time to shine with the secondary. Right. I think he will be our best corner this year, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like your assessment on uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Look, Jack Rabbit Jenkins has been playing in obscurity for the last couple of years with the New York football giants. Like, make no mistake about it. I understand that New York is a big market, right? We, we hear a lot of things out of New York. You know, they talk about Broadway and all that kind of stuff. But New York sports has sucked for the last half a decade. And you have Janoris Jenkins, who's been there for a half a decade. And he, look. I don't care how strong-willed you are. I don't care how much confidence you have in your ability and skill. If you going and you're playing for a team that you know for a fact is not going to make the playoffs, it is going to mess with you psychologically. When you know that you're putting your best foot forward and your team does not have enough horses in a barn to combat the greatness of you, it is going to affect you. And I feel like Janora Jenkins was just out there in obscurity. Now he comes to a team that's an actual contender where he can say, damn, all I got to do is do my job and we can win. So I feel like he's motivated. If you look at that wild card game against the Minnesota Vikings, you've seen Stefan Diggs throwing his helmet on the sidelines, kicking over Gatorade buckets and fighting his offensive coordinator. Why was that? Why was that? Because he was guarding Janora Jenkins and Janora Jenkins was dominating him and winning a matchup. You have a guy now that, that's motivated, E. You got a guy that's motivated. All he does is do his job. All he has to do is do his job. And, and they're going to be successful. Marshawn Lattimore, if he stays inspired throughout games, game in, game out, and, and not play down to his competition, you have two of the best tandems, okay? This can be like the old throwback uh, Cleveland Browns of the 80s when they had two of the best cornerbacks on the left and the right side, okay? You can have that type of dynamic if these guys stay motivated. Janora Jenkins, I feel like, is going to step up. And you mentioned Malcolm Jenkins as well. Malcolm Jenkins is a smart, instinctive football player. Now, is he as fast as he was in his 20s? Absolutely not. But he has seen it all and he has done it all. You have a defensive guy who understands the offense, and then that is going to help Marcus Williams tremendously because now Marcus Williams doesn't have to worry about if P.J. Williams is going to get smoked like brisket and burnt like a biscuit, and he has to make up for it. I think a lot of, e, e, I think a lot of people aren't paying attention to Marcus Williams because 
you look at a play and you're like, man, Marcus Williams should have stopped that. But a lot of times Marcus Williams end up looking bad because he's making up for the nickel corner getting smoked. So now you have a guy, you don't have to worry about that. You know he's going to play his side of the field. And as far as assignments are concerned, he's going to be right there. He's going to be right there. So you don't have to worry about him. So now you can play as free as you want to and be that ball hawking safety that you want to be. It would not surprise me at all if Marcus Williams leads the NFL in interceptions this season. It would not surprise me because now you have a guy that can actually compliment you and you don't have to worry about another guy that is supposed to be the opposite of you being a liability and it's making not only him look bad, but making you look bad as well. So I think the secondary will be very, very good. And now you have the nickel corners. It looked like Patrick Robinson is healthy for the first time since he's been back with the Saints. You got C.D. Deuce, uh, a.k.a. C.J. Garner-Johnson. You got him in the nickel. And, and not to mention, like, you could possibly activate Keep Washington Jr. out of Virginia, West Virginia. So now you have a guy who's young, that's lengthy, and, you know what I'm saying, probably can get his hand on some balls as well. So that is a great combination. But it's all about durability. It's all about durability. Looks good on paper, but you have to be able to sustain it through a 16 game season. No doubt about that, man. Looking good, though. And Looking good. That look. And uh, got an update on the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. East is 14 to 7, and they mm-hmm. are at the Houston 16 yard line. With okay. 16 seconds left. Yeah, so I see it. Going in for another touchdown right here. Okay. Yeah, it's looking it's looking like one of those games that might end up being a route. I, I actually had the Texans winning that game. I thought the Texans were going to be able to do something, but the game's still early, though. Still still second half. Uh, this goes out to you, EJ. Uh, Keen ought to say, EJ, who are your starting four receivers? Who you got, E? I mean, talking about for the Saints or uh, league-wide? I mean, no, nah, he talk, nah, he's talking about uh, for the Saints. Who you got for their starting receivers? I mean, obviously, you know, you got Michael Thomas, King mm-hmm. Gordon Bikes. You got mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else you have. You have a uh, go with Traquan Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Give him a chance and um, see what the other one is. Let's see. They said Callaway is doing real big things in camp. You see that he made the 53-man roster. Uh, I don't know if he could get into the top four. Mm-hmm. But he could go without a punt return as probably as that number three receiver, though. But Callaway, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time this year as, as a wide receiver. Because you know we use raw receivers and people all over the place. So I think that's the starting four right there. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think uh for my start four, of course, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith, and um I have to throw in Deontay Harris, man. That'll be my four. Uh Mr. T Money says Bucks beating Saints, and that's my honest opinion as a Panthers fan. Uh well, Miss uh Mr. T Money, I mean you're entitled to your opinion, my friend. I have absolutely uh I, I can't I mean that's that's your that's your opinion, man. I'm not gonna take that away from you. And he also says he said, I see you on RTP podcast and you be uh capping, trying <laughs> to pass it off as facts though. Man, look, I don't lie, you know what I'm saying? Like, first off, if I give my opinion, it's my opinion. So how can your opinion be a lie? If I just sit up here you know what I'm saying? And just, just straight up just be spitting out stuff that, that's false. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll be like, okay, I'm spitting out stuff that's false. But for somebody to say I'm just sitting up here lying, like that's that's a little bit of a stretch because this show is just based on me giving my opinion about the team. I mean, there's sometimes where 
you know, I might give my opinion and what I say might come to, you know, fruition. And then there are times where I might say something and it don't happen. You know, I won't say that I will consider that, you know, lying. I'll just say that, you know, sometimes you can't win them all. I mean, but at the end of the day, I don't know about the, I don't know about no capping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about that. Let's see. Uh, King Arthur says, TJ, did Keith Washington get called up from the practice squad? Uh, no, he didn't get called up from the practice squad, but that doesn't mean that, uh, I mean, he, he won't get activated eventually. And the only reason I feel like he probably end up on a practice squad and not playing in week one is because uh, the Saints didn't really see that much out of him. And throughout training camp, there was a time where he was actually injured and he came back. So that, that, that time that he missed, that was time that he actually could have been on the field and got some reps. So I, I look, I really feel like you're going to see this guy by the end of the season. Uh, T Money also says, uh, who that? It took y'all how long? Uh, we got a lot of time. Man, the Panthers ain't did a damn thing, okay? Let's 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 make that very, very clear. Y'all went 15-1, and one, okay? Y'all went to NFC South, went to the Super Bowl, and look, I like Cam Newton, but let's just be real. Uh, that man was out there getting steamrolled by Von Miller. Von Miller was that boy daddy. That man was seeing Von Miller in his dreams. And not to mention Cam Newton. I mean, he could have easily dived on that fumble. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't. Okay, Let, let's just make that perfectly clear. Look, I stay about three hours away from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. But, I mean, we just got to be 100. It's Chris McCaffrey and everybody else. Okay? I like Teddy Bridgewater, but I haven't seen him in a Carolina Panthers uniform just yet. So, y'all got a lot of work to do, my friend, before y'all start talking here. Okay, I like how these NFC South teams come infiltrating the group, come man. through. Man, y'all suck, but I'm like, y'all even worse. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like, ain't it's got. A, n- it's a new season. It's new possibilities, and everybody want that smoke. That's right. all it is, or whatever. I mean, right. you probably got Jets fans or whatever, but <laughs> people not around here somewhere <laughs> trying to catch that smoke or whatever from everybody. So, I mean, it's a new season. Everybody got new possibilities new opportunities mm-hmm. so you know all right well i mean look i like the care I, I honestly man i think out of nfc south carolina probably the most tolerable team in nfc south to me okay tampa they getting a little bit obnoxious they 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 bragging on a guy that ain't did nothing for them yet yeah. and uh you know i ain't got really got nothing against carolina man i, I don't hate carolina like i despise the falcons or Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like Carolina, I, I got a lot, I got respect for Carolina because, you know, I mean, they just don't bother me as much because it's always like being the Saints in Carolina. Like, if the Saints don't win a vision, it's been Carolina, right? Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at their overall record, it's like identical. I think it's like a tie or maybe one team has one win over the other. Like, it's always been, like, very competitive in the South. But, I mean... Man, what are the Panthers done? Like, seriously, man. So, you know, win games and then blow it when it counts. Okay, so let's just keep it 100 right there. No, you definitely uh, cap about Kamara first four games. He had only one good uh, rushing game, which was game one. Other three, he struggled running the ball. Uh, T, T Money, like Krista McCaffrey. Let me, let me school this man real quick. Like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara runs the ball between the tackles and catch the ball out of the backfield. So there's going to be opportunities and times where he doesn't rush for 100 yards. This is not like we're talking about Saquon Barkley here. 
This is not like we're talking about Adrian Peterson here. It's not like we're talking about uh, a guy that's an every down back, you know what I'm saying, like that, that gets the ball about 40 times like Zeke. Okay, this is a guy that has a balanced load, catching the ball out of backfield and running for 100 yards. Okay, so for you to say that he hasn't done anything or for those first four games, that's a lie. You're capping right now. Okay, because he was running between the tackles against Houston and catching the ball out of the backfield and against Seattle. He was running the ball between the tackles and catching the ball out the backfield. The same thing for the Rams. You know what I'm saying? So. What what are we talking about here? Like, honestly, what are we talking about? So we, we're going to sit up here and pretend like a guy's production for a running back doesn't include him catching the ball out of the backfield. So knock it off, dude. Like, find some other group to infiltrate. Because <laughs> right now you capping. Uh, King Arthur says Washington was killing it in camp, though. Yeah, he was, man. Like I said, I think it has a lot to do uh, with the, the fact the Saints bringing him back. And, uh, you know, I just don't I, I feel like he just needs a little bit more time in order for him to be acclimated to the defense. Uh, what you think about that? E? Key Washington Jr., man. What you think? I think this year alone, Key Washington and everybody else is on a practice squad and everything. I think this right. is like the perfect year to be on a practice squad. Right. Think about this. You had no OTAs. You had no preseason games. Mm-hmm. So you didn't get the extra exposure on TV for the coaches to add, uh, uh, analyze you and everything for preseason games. So right. if they put you on a practice squad, they must really like you. Right. And like I said before, me and you've been having this conversation for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're going through this COVID thing, and in a lot of st- cities and states, they kind of going up to the phase two, phase three, right. like kind of getting out of it. But I, I still think they're going to have people that gets the COVID virus or whatever this year. Right. This year mm-hmm. And they're going to miss games. Right. And all the people that's on the practice squad, they're going to be activated and playing in these games. Right. That's why I say the practice squad is beneficial to a lot of these players, including Key Washington and a lot of the other players that we have. Right. So I think he will play this year with his own special teams. He'll be able to contribute somewhere. But our practice squad, I think, is way more important than it has been in recent years because of this COVID thing. Right. That's a good point, man. I, I I mean, of course, we know they expanded the practice squad from 10 to about 15 to 16 players. So, I mean, it's very important that you have the right guys on your practice squad as well as your 53-man roster. So, I think that Keith Washington definitely is going to get some playing time. And honestly, E, I don't even think it's going to have anything to do with COVID. I just think this is because he's going to end up uh, developing into being a guy that you got to have out there on the field. Mm-hmm. uh carly uh pretty says uh carly uh is here uh showing love on behalf of the who that nation chat line man shout out to my guy cb uh pretty carly thank you very much i enjoy your commentary you know of course uh, on the who that nation chat line uh, i've been a guest on there before man they showed me some hospitality man and um you know uh, invited me on the show cb has been on the state of the saints as well man so i really enjoy what you all are doing keep up that good work and uh you know, we all a part of the Who That Nation, man. So I'm I'm repping the Who That Nation chat line. You know what I'm saying? Just as hard as, you know what I'm saying, I rep for the New Orleans Saints, man, because I want us all to succeed. Okay? So shouts out to Carly and CB. Uh, Brian says, do you think um, we are running, uh, our running backs uh, should get paid the money uh, that, that he has worked? I guess you're talking about Kamara here. Of course. 
You know, I think <laughs> I think Kamara definitely should get paid. I think they need to get that man his Skrilla. You know what I'm saying? I think he definitely needs his Skrilla, man. E, what you think about Alvin Kamara? Uh, you know, getting paid. What you think about that? And get that man his blue scripts and give it to him before Sunday's game. That's all I can say. I don't care if it's Sunday morning. You get that man his money, some donuts, and some coffee, and you get him out there so he can play the game on Sunday. <laughs> get that man that money. It ain't got to be Christian McCaffrey money, which it probably won't be. But mm-hmm. I do think he's going to get broke off something nice, probably mm-hmm. somewhere around $50, $60 million. It may surprise him and give him more than 60 But that man, he's hard working. He said he played like seventy three percent. Right. Those last games, that man, he, that man, he earned a lot of respect from me. If, if you could play in the NFL, why you hurt as a running mm-hmm. back? Mm-hmm. Get that man his money. Don't make him wait. Right. I mean, I, I just think that Alvin Kamara is a, is a, is a special player. Um, I think that anybody that's expecting for Alvin Kamara not to get paid is a uh, delusional, out their mind. You know, so. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to tell you. I'm I'm just looking at some uh, stats right now. Uh, but, yeah, I think that he definitely deserves it. You know, I'm looking at Alvin Kamara's stats right now. You know, I'm thinking I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the season that he just had. I mean, just, just amazing stuff, man. 81 catches his first three seasons, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, never went over 1,000 yards. But at the same time, man, I mean – He's not that type of guy. He's a multi-purpose back. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he's one of those guys. If you would actually ask him to run between the tackles, I think he can be a thousand-yard rusher, being that guy that's like in the middle of the pack among running backs. So why not pay the man as such? I mean, you can't you can't uh, blame a guy for doing something that a team is asking of him, okay, and not doing something that they're not asking of him. That's why I talked about this morning. E, um, not to change the subject, but I, I think I have to. I'm talking about Michael Thomas. Everybody talking about him running quick slants and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, what's the point of him running a street route if Drew Brees not going to be able to throw the ball down the field to him? What's the point, right? So you gotta you gotta go with the strengths of the quarterback. You gotta be able to do what the what the team is asking of you. So if you excel at what the team is asking of you, how is it your fault that you are among the best? at doing what the team is asking of you. So that makes absolutely no sense. That's, that's I don't know, that's asinine. Alvin Kamara don't get the ball 500 times a damn game. <laughs> CMC is the only player y'all got that's good. And knowing Bridgewater, he probably going to get injured. No, nah, don't do that. Don't do that, who that nation. Don't do that. I understand, you know what I'm saying, like how how, how we all, when other people infiltrate the group, but I, I would not acknowledge the fact about Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt. No way. I'm not going to do it. Uh, he says, I wasn't expecting 100 yards, which he had none in those first four games. But 40 to 60 is unacceptable as a lead back. Uh, that's what I'm supposed to believe is the man. He splits. He even split in time. He split time with Alvin Kamara. He split time with Latavius Murray. I, look, I, I'm going to need for people if they want to infiltrate the group. I don't look if you're going to troll. Make sure that your troll ability is top notch. Okay. This right here is just a person that just just throwing stats out their ass that just don't have no validity behind it. Okay. 40 to 60 yards. But how many catches, how many passing yards did he have? Let's see. Okay. If he ran, let's let's see. I'm I'm just I'm interested right now. Okay. I'm looking at his total yards. I'm looking at his total yards right now. 
total yards, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm looking at, let me, let me check. I want to make sure that I'm getting this correctly. I don't think I have it. I don't think I had the stats from week to week here. But let's just say, you know what I'm saying? What did he have all purpose for that particular day? If you have 60 yards, right? Yo, E, if you have 60 yards rushing and you have, let's say, another six, you know what I'm saying, 60 yards passing, that's 120 yards. That's pretty damn productive right there, right? So that's a great, that's a great combination. If you have 50 yards rushing and you have another 65 yards passing, that's pretty damn productive. So I just the, the running back role in today's NFL. It's different, okay? I mean, three yards in a cloud of dust is dead, okay? If you're looking for three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, go look at Krista Carrier or something like that back in the day or a Gil Finity or something like that back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, 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 you know, Jim Brown. Like, they don't play that type of game anymore. I, I, I don't get it. Like, if you're looking for that, I mean, for what the Saints ask of him, he does a great job. Kamara, Ramchek, Lattimore will get their contracts. In my opinion, Rankin, Marcus Williams are gone after this uh, season. Saints can't resign everyone. I agree, three, uh, DLP. Uh, e, do you think Rankin's and Williams going to be a cap casualty? And if you were a GM, uh, would you make them a cap casualty? Those first three names, they need to get their money. Kamara, obviously, he's probably going to get his by the, before the weekend or at the weekend. Ramchek needs to be paid because he, I think he's the best right tackle probably in football or whatever. If he's not, mm-hmm. you ain't talking about him in your top three. You ain't talking about nothing. And uh, Lattimore, I mean, he's one of the best cornerbacks. So I don't know how they're going to fit all these cats, especially if Drew Brees comes. Say if Drew Brees comes back for another year. All right. What, 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 what you going to do then? I mean, because, I mean, I don't know. They're they, they getting turnip juice out of Apple. Right <laughs> now, to be honest, <laughs> I don't know what Mickey Loomis is doing. I don't know what they're doing, but right, they Houdini with that money, right? So, I, I know tomorrow he needs to get paid. Ram check, Lattimore. It'd be nice if we could pay all three of those, but I, I think it's more than those two that they had at the bottom. Right. Uh, Williams and Rankins. I think it might be one of the, the maybe, maybe the last. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't What's the cap situation going to be next year? That's the, I think that's the question that we have to answer too, because everybody's point. not getting paid this year. Right. I think Murrow might be one of those last big contracts that you see this year. Right. Ramchak, I'm pretty sure he's still under that rookie contract, right? Right. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I think. Is I think. Mm-hmm. Is Lattimore still under under that uh, rookie contract as well? Nah, nah. They picked up his fifth year option. He's going into his uh, fifth year now. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they they got to end up negotiating with him, which I I feel like they're going to do. But mm-hmm. when Drew Brees, like you say, when Drew Brees leaves, uh, he's going to free up a lot of money. You know so I don't think that the, the cap is going to be as uh as strenuous as and frustrating as people are making it out to be. Uh, Ken Arthur says uh, AK needs his money so he can go uh, to the candy lady. TJ don't act like when you got fifty cent. You wasn't on your way up the street. Look, man, I definitely was up the street to make Gladys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, E, you remember like when we were kids, we used to go to this store uh, on uh, Priya uh, called uh, Gladys Stoke. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the crazy thing about it is like we used to go to the store. The people actually lived 
in, in the store. You know what I'm saying? The house was connected to the store. So when we walked into the store, there was this huge black cage. I don't know why I can remember this, man. I, it's like certain memories you have you just never forget. But there was this huge black... What, what'd you say, I said, you ain't never forgetting that one. <laughs> yeah. Black cage remind you of wrestling almost. Going back to jail. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely, definitely. Like, so I mean the black cage, let's set let's set the mood right here, E. So when you first walk into the store, you know, the store used to sit on a corner, right? So you first walk into the store, there's this huge cage, and this cage is like covering everything, but you can actually see the guy who owns the shop sitting in his living room watching TV, right? So you walk into the store, he looks at you, you're looking at him. And he just stares off for like five to 10 seconds and says absolutely nothing to you. Then all of a sudden, he just like, what do he say? E? What you want? Wow. <laughs> like that, too. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, they rest, may they rest in peace. They're, they're long and gone. May they've been gone for a long time. But there was some mean folk, man. There was some mean folk. Oh, but I definitely. Mm-hmm. This side of the Mason Dixon line. This oh man. Mean, oh man. So mean. They were they were mean folks, but like uh, but I say this, I say that to say this, King Arthur. Nothing in that store was 50 cent. Okay. Everything in that store was overpriced, even though what they were selling was stale as hell. E, how much was them cookies? How much was them cookies back in 1994? Man, them cookies were about two dollars, two dollars. <laughs> Three dollars a loaf, right? Like, it would be a bunny bread, though, right? E, uh, look, one more question before we move forward 25 cent bag of chips with tax 27 cent. Tell the people at home how much was a bag of chips at Gladys? About a dollar, dollar <laughs> four, or something like that. Don't you, don't you try to get a big bag of chips, candy balls, candy balls. <laughs> You was getting that for about a buck and a quarter. <laughs> man, you, you ain't never lie. You ain't never lie, man. Look, Gladys, though, man. Like I said, may they rest in peace, but those were some mean folks. Look, I, I, I gotta I gotta acknowledge this right here. I got my frat brother represent our order five theta fraternity. I gotta I gotta I gotta take his cap off. You know what I'm saying? Represent I5T, but he's gonna come on here and say the Bucks gonna win. Man, my brother. Okay, this like he's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan through and through. All right, we'll, this, yeah, we'll forgive him for that. Right? <laughs> nah, I, hey, that's hey, that's my brother, man. Shouts out to him, man. You know what I'm saying? Def, that's my link right there, Jackson State University, Spring 07. But my brother, come on now, come on, my brother, come on now. You can't be out here talking about the Bucks, about the win. Can't do that. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Anyway, uh, Ramsey says, uh, what up, TJ, the host? Do you think that the Saints have uh, uh, rebuilt uh, their brotherhood with Drew after the kneeling for the national anthem? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do. I definitely do. I I feel like the best thing that ever happened was the fact that it happened so long ago in the offseason. Okay, it happened at the beginning of the offseason where people had time to – like men fences and, and forgive and grow and sing kumbaya by the campfire. Now, if this happened a couple of weeks ago, I'd be a little bit nervous, but 
I feel like it's not going to affect it. E, what you think about that? Yeah, here's the thing about that. Uh, I think, on a serious note, I think we all should just black, white, get together, sit down, try to understand each other's point of views and stuff. Right, right. As far as would he stand for the anthem? Would he kneel? Uh, Last I checked, it's in the Constitution. I mean, you have freedom of speech. You have freedom to protest or whatever, peaceful protest. All of that's in the Constitution. So what do you want? Sit? Stand, right. kneel, play on your phone, doing an anthem. I mean, that don't mean that you don't have respect for the flag. That just means that you just protesting what you feel is right, pretty much. Right. I mean, with yeah. that being said, you know, I think they have forgiven them. Uh, I, I don't think nobody will forget it. Uh, I haven't. Uh, some right. people probably have. If they're not in Louisiana, right. they probably forgot about it, you know, up until this point. But. I think everybody just needs to have a better understanding of where everybody's coming from. That's what I think. Yeah, man. You know, I just think that when you're growing up in different areas, uh, different parts of the world, different parts of the country, uh, sometimes we think that our way of growing up, um, everybody grows up that way. But that's not the case. And I think it's very important for us to be sentimental to the fact that there are some people that grow up in, in poverty-stricken areas. There are things that, that they have to endure. Uh, that most people do not endure, you know. Uh, one thing that I, I, I tried to do, and I, I'm pretty sure you attest to this, uh, you got your, your your family, you know, you want to make sure that your kids have a life better than your own. And uh, my mom, I mean, she did an outstanding job with us, man. She did the best that she could. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, it didn't stop us. Um, I mean, go to school from people that was from the projects, uh, people that, you know, saying from like subdivision areas, you know what I'm saying, that was like very dangerous. You know what I'm saying? It's been times where, you know, guys have brought guns to schools. Girls have brought guns to schools and knives and stuff like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Threatening the establishment. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's been situations like that. And also, man, it's been times where we were actually just walking down the street, man. Police just pull up, ask us where we're going. I mean, we, we've endured that type of stuff before. And I think that we have to be sympathetic to that. And I understand that there are some people out there, you know, they just don't want to hear. you right. It's, it's about football. It's about basketball. It's about escaping the realities of life. I mean, my life sucks, right? I lost my job. Just like 4.3 million other people in this world. Uh, you know what I'm saying? F- football, basketball, other sports is my way to escape my reality. But you cannot escape, escape this reality. The reality is there's an issue that's going on in this country that needs to be addressed. And rather you want to talk about it or not, it needs to be discussed and you shouldn't dismiss it and get mad because people are actually having these conversations and you can't say all oh, this stuff ain't happening. It's being blown out of proportion because a lot of the people that's telling you that it's blown out of proportion never had to starve a day in their damn life. Right. They never had to starve. They never had to walk to school. They never had to worry about where their next uh, dollar was coming from. I've been poor. I mean, we went without having a phone for years, you know what I'm saying, growing up. I mean, I just I just I'm just being real. People struggled growing up. There's situations that that people have gone through that you will never ever imagine. And the people that are telling you this have a penthouse suite and have people waiting on them hand and foot. So there's a problem in this country, man, and I have no problem with players standing up I have no problem with people, you know, feeling the way that they do about some of the injustices. But I do want people to understand that we are not all the same. 
And we can't just say that a person is, is a terrible person because they don't understand our upbringing because everybody's not the same. It's up to us to educate those people and let them know that, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's fine that you grew up in this nice little neighborhood and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You had the dog and you had the picket fence. But I didn't grow up like that. The fence that was close to me had barbed wire on it because they were trying to keep me and the rest of my friends out. So let's make sure that we have these conversations to make sure that we understand one another. And let's not so be so quick to cancel one another. I, I hate that. Like, cancel culture. Like, give me a break, man. Let's talk about this. Uh, Sheldon Stankins says, <laughs> give me uh Thank you very much for the $2. He says, I'll be farting at the line this year. Trust and believe. <laughs> Sheldon Snakers, a.k.a. I'll be ripping them. Thank you very much for the $2, man. I appreciate that. Shouts out to I'll be ripping them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keen Arthur says, uh, TJ and EJ, make your picks. Uh, let's see. What do you say is uh, Muskers or uh, Golden Wings? I believe that's Man Shoes. Man Shoes. Okay, Man Shoes. Okay, thank you. What's man? Okay, what is man shoes? Man shoes. That Chinese, uh, that Chinese uh, place in New Orleans, a Chinese restaurant. Where? It's downtown. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna be trying to go there. Okay. Let let me let me just be 100 with this. Uh, where we grew up, I, I you know nothing about no man shoes. As you can see, I mispronounced the word for a reason. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Golden Wings. See what what is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. I, I okay. Hey. Look, we used to go to the Chinese restaurants, you know what I'm saying? Like China Inn, you know what I'm saying? The China Inn over there on Franklin Avenue. That was the spot right there, okay? We ain't know nothing about that, all right? We used to catch that Franklin bus, you know what I'm saying? Go to the China Inn, get, get, that, uh, get that shrimp fried rice, you, get, you, you feel me? Used to go to Magnolia Stowe, you know what I'm saying? Get the high size on French. Look, I ain't started eating wings. I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't started really eating wings until I was like in college. Okay, like for real, like that's when I was going to Jackson State and they used to have like the wing Tuesdays and stuff like that. And, you know, used to go out there, you know, what I'm saying try to, you know, meet girls and stuff like that at Tougaloo. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day. But I mean, I, I really didn't know that much about that. Did you know about that? Uh, e? I won't speak for you. Did you know my man shoes when we was growing up? Oh, yeah. My man shoes. Yeah. Well, you I know, did. like we said, we usually went to the places <laughs> around the state or whatever. I always right. knew about me. They got more of a bigger name, like after Katrina and stuff like that, though. Right. They be having lines outside of this place. But right now, I'm looking up this Golden Wings place. That kind of got me intrigued. Hey. Go hit them up. Yo, E, I, I've been, I've been uh, saying this on the show, so I'm going to say it while you're here. I definitely need you and my beautiful uh, <laughs> sister-in-law, Lakeidra, to go out there and get some dry ice. And mail your boy some patent hot sausage, okay? We're gonna have a big hot sausage reveal <laughs> when, when this when this transaction takes place. You know what I'm saying? Instead of because, going up, you're gonna see where there's a patty of link, huh? Right. I don't care. It could be a patty of link, okay? As long as it's patent, okay? As long as it's patent hot sausage, I'm good. Um, but seriously, I never heard of man's shoes, man. I never heard of man's shoes or golden wings. It's crazy as that sound. I never heard of Golden Wings. Uh, maybe if they could tell us where it's at, I'll go check them out, uh, check that out for us. But, man, right. you, yeah, I, I've heard of them. I had them. I mm. mean, a lot of people will see they got the best Chinese food in the city. 
if not right. the surrounding areas. I mean, like on both banks, pretty much. Right. Like people, they swear by Manchu. If you ever right. on Facebook, hey, get some of the Manchu's chicken. Those <laughs> are chicken I never heard of, though. I'm, I'm about to check them out. But e, you already know, man. The only time we actually left like the area is when grandmama used to go uh pay the insurance bill. You know what I'm saying? Like she used to go out to Metairie. Like we we didn't really go too many places growing up because mama mom didn't have a car, right? And if we if mama would like, you know what I'm saying, be doing something, we'll go to grandmama house. Grandmama be out running errands and stuff like that. Then we'll go to Metairie, you know what I'm saying? But she always went to Metairie, you know pay the insurance bill but besides that like we didn't really go too many places like outside of you know the area i mean because we go like gentilly and stuff like that you know i used to work in a gentilly wood mall back in the day when i worked at foot action but besides that like man we really go somewhere so we i mean we had the new orleans experience but there's a lot of things that we didn't touch until we got older you know but that was mama you know what i'm saying mama just trying to protect us man new orleans was rough when we was kids Man, uh, RJ says, uh, we got uh, to come together, TJ. I am tired. Uh, our color died. We got uh, stop killing each other and come together. Yeah, we definitely got to come together, man. But it all starts with people understanding that everybody's not alike. Okay, you that's that's the big divide that's going on in this country is people think that we're all the same and they think their situation is similar to the next person's situation, but it's not. So we gotta we gotta start having these conversations. I mean, I, I can't look, I can't knock anybody for growing up, you know, you know, growing up and they having a, a in a lucrative uh, situation, mm-hmm. you know, but I can uh you know I, I can talk to you and, and can't criticize you if I'm telling you the situation in which I grew up in and you're not being sympathetic to the environment that I grew up in. You know, I, I mean, it, it's not fair. You know, it's not fair at all. Everybody just have to be unselfish enough to listen to everybody else. Yep. I mean, especially us black folks or whatever. Uh, this is always talk about us having this crab complex. One crab try to get up out of the pot or out of the bucket. Just grab them right back down. Ooh. I mean, we pay more attention to rappers flashing money and then than anything else or whatever but if we all just just can't come together for one common goal i mean that would make all the difference in the world i mean we 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 tend to prioritize the wrong thing or insignificant right. thing right i mean money is important but money is not more important than your family yeah it's uh showing them the way trying to you already know what i don't get too political i know it's the state of the same nah man it's cool it, man yeah. We have to come together. All right. Mean, this new generation that's coming up. I mean, we gotta wrap our arms around them and try to just school them in a way that's that's gonna help them out. We yeah, more, we need more entrepreneurs, we need more plumbers. Hell, we, we we need more HVAC people, whatever. Everybody, I hate to say it, everybody ain't cut out to be a rapper. Everybody right. not gonna go to jail, everybody's not gonna break the law. Right. It's just frustrating. You could do the right thing. You can go to Princeton, Yale, Harvard, graduate summa cum laude, have a nice job, and still get stopped by the police hmm. and murdered. So right. that has to stop. And until black folks take that seriously and white folks take that seriously, I mean, 
this stuff just won't stop. I mean, I'm glad that we have this time to talk about it and whatever, everything that's going on in the world, but this has to keep going. It got to be non-stop stop till it's over. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, we got to understand that, that, that in this world, uh, these situations do occur. Uh, we have to address them. Uh, but we have to make sure that we're not so emotionally invested in our own feelings to the fact that we can't hear others. Okay. Because sometimes we are talking too loud that we're not being able to hear the next person. You know, they say, you know, they got this old saying, they say we can sing together, but we can't talk together. You know what I'm saying? We can't have the same conversation. So somebody has to talk and another person has to talk. Okay. And, and you have to be able to understand one another in order for us to get to the point that we need to get at. You have so many people out here that's so emotionally invested in their own feelings to a point where they don't want to hear anybody else because they want to be on the front line. They want to be the one out there in the forefront, but that's not going to get us anywhere. Okay. You, you want to be able to change the hearts and minds of men that don't believe in your cause, but you do that by listening to them and also being able to combat some of the prejudices that they may have and, 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 and fill it in with truth, your truth, the truth that you deal with by walking down the street every day, as an African-American and, and, and maybe getting stopped or getting accused of something, you know? So, but we, we can't have these conversations if we, we can't talk to one another. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, China kitchens is the truth. Yeah, man. <laughs> and we about to get some, uh, this is the, the moment of the uh, state of the saints podcast where people going to start naming places. Uh, do you like crawl daddies? Do you like daddy? You like crawl daddies? Man. Y'all made me feel like a tourist. I never heard of the place she said or this crawl daddy's place. <laughs> like I said, I'm already looking at Golden Wings uh, on, on Restaurant Guru right yeah. now. See, they got Yakamine and uh, they got a lot of wing places. So, I mean, y'all giving me some new places to go to. Right. I'm about to hit some of these places up. I, I like a wing. Right. I put no barbecue sauce on that thing. Boy, make it do uh. Brian also asked, do you like crawfish? I, I I don't like crawfish. I don't. Y'all, I mean, mama, you know what I'm saying? Y'all we used to go to Lake Ponce train with the newspaper, you know what I'm saying? Pour them on the newspaper. <laughs> Had a spicy corn. I used to eat the spicy yeah. corn with it, but. Uh, yeah, sausage and, and a potato. I like yeah, man. Potato, yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. I heard they have a place down here that put everything that you can get in a the sandwich. They put that mm-hmm. thing in an egg roll. I'm like, ooh, right. I got to find that place. Right. Maybe that restaurant is, but when I find it, I'm sure we're going down there. If anybody giving <laughs> the name of that place. Uh man. Uh who that nation says red red, white, or brown, we all fart the same. <laughs> uh that, that's definitely I'll be ripping them, but thank you very much for the two dollars, my brother. I appreciate that. Uh Terrence says the Saints will dominate Tampa. Uh, I don't know about dominate. That's gonna be a close game, man. I, I'm not confident enough to say they're gonna dominate. A keen author says, TJ, how y'all from New Orleans and don't know about man shoes? Uh, one of them is in the seventh, the third, and the ninth ward. I think we had one in LGS. Man, he said he heard of it. And I I'm pretty shoes. <laughs> I know about the I know about that chicken. Yeah. I know all about that chicken. I've been Wait. Up, uh, once or twice. Okay, now now where is it? Okay, where where was it? 
Uh, it, it's in a downtown area, like you said. It is in a seven ward down right. in that area or whatever. Okay, Not the one I went to. I don't know about the one in LGS. Now right. you know, I'm gonna have to look for that in LGS. My right. son's school is in LGS, so I'm gonna have to look for that down there. Right. Uh, Derek says, "Wow, TJ and your brother uh, are deep. That's what the world needs." Yeah, man. I mean, we talk about sports here on the State of the Saints podcast, but you know, we talk about life too, man. Like. People ask us questions, man. We definitely going to address it. Uh, Keen Arthur says, what about Denny's? Yeah, Denny's Seafood. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just be attached to every gas station, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely heard of that. Uh, you know, right? I know, I know the, the uh, you know, yeah, Denny's Seafood. Yeah, Danny and Clyde's. But I, I need people to understand, okay? Like, for all those people out there that may not be from New Orleans but may be on the outskirts, I'm about to tell y'all a little secret. And all those that may be thinking about visiting New Orleans, and E, I know you're going to be able to co-sign this. The best food don't come from those restaurants downtown. They don't. (laughs) They do not. They do not. They come from where? Corner stores, right? Spider. Hole in a wall like stores or whatever. Unassuming stores. Yes. Yes. Go get some of the best red beans you ever ate in your life. Right. Papa's. Papa Seafood. Papa Seafood had the best chicken in the world. Okay. I mean, Magnolia. You know what I'm saying? Uh man, uh shouts out to the, you know what I'm saying, a preacher he passed away, the one that used to work in the deli. You know what I'm talking about, man. Uh, I can't think of his name, but um grand granddaddy used to always invite him to church. He used to work at the Magnolia Deli. He used to you remember that time we had that fashion show at the church and he wore that like that cow printed. Yeah, I don't okay. know the dude's name. Yeah, what are you talking about? I remember yeah. that suit. Make the best hot sausage on French you ever gonna have in your entire life. <laughs> New flash to everybody that never been to New Orleans or uh, lived on the outskirts. Look, we didn't go to those restaurants because those restaurants, I mean, honestly, they just been finessing the tourists for years. You want some <laughs> real food? <laughs> you go to the hole in the wall. For real, you go to the hole in the wall. You look for the nearest hole and dive on in that mug. You know what I'm saying? Like, just get off camera and be like, ah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how you get. I mean, we know how to make a lot of that stuff too. You know, right? We know, grandma knew how to make it. Mamas know how to make it. I mean, right. I, I mean, we could take care of that shrimp, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So we kind of made that stuff ourselves. Right. But we'll go out, get about a 12 inch or a po' boy, or get two, split them thing, get some right. chips. Man, yeah, right, man. They don't know, like for real, like real talk for all my people that that may be Saints fans, never been to New Orleans or been to New Orleans occasionally. You missing out, man. Go find the nearest hole in the wall and dive in that mug. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's what you do. That triangle on broad, I think that thing's still still open, I believe. That's the thing that people go into. They forget to get gas. <laughs> all kind of stuff. Forget to get gas. Oh, yeah. And I got to give a shout out to Cajun Seafood on Claiborne, too, man. Y'all y'all in New Orleans, check that out, too. Uh, them, them shrimp and fish platters be off the chain. Uh, TJ and EJ, have you ever ate at City uh, Diner off the Causeway next to the Holiday Inn? You ever ate that, E? Oh, I haven't ate that. Oh, uh, man. 
Hey, let, 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 let me ask him this though. Let me ask. Nah, nah. I, I, I'm thinking about Sheffman to a highway. I'm gonna let you slide with that. One, you know, I'm, I'm about to ask him what are you what are you doing at the dyno? <laughs> I'm about to ask what are you doing on the at the dyno shelf. <laughs> hey, we know we're going out on Sheffman to a highway, bro. We know, we know. <laughs> going on that way at the eight o'clock. Damn. Something you ain't want to see. Man, the State of the Saints podcast, it took a, a, a left, but hey, man, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> Derek says, what about the shrimp pool boy? Lord have mercy. Yeah, man, we never close. Oh, e, oh, yeah. we, we never close, man. Hey, yeah. hey. EJ, uh, uh, who got the best uh, crawfish and high sizes pool boys in NOLA? Who, who you think, E? I don't know. I'm partial to Danny and Clyde's. That's what I, I'm. I'm close to them. Uh, I, I kind of uh, like them. Oh uh, my god! But I'm on the West Bank. I'm not in the city. No, <laughs> I don't go to the city too much. Y'all gonna have to give me at least five places I can go and get a nice shrimp or shrimp on French dress with cheese. Oh yeah. Hey, but but e, I will say this though. I, I will say this. There's not many places that can screw up a hot sauces on French. All you got to do is just boil that mug. You know what I'm saying? Pan, Fry it up. You know? Cheese. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, just make sure the po-, the po' boy bread or the French bread not stale. You know what I'm saying? Do you good. But I mean, E, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you this, man. You remember that time I'm, I came down, I think at the time I was staying in Jackson. and No, I was staying in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And I came down and we went to New Orleans Hamburg and Seafood Company. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, I think they had some really good hot sizes. And then me and my wife, uh, we, we went down there. That's the only time we went down for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And we went to Acme Oyster House. Now, I had a hot size on French there, and it was good, man. So, I'm, I'm going to go with Acme Oyster House. But ain't nobody killing Magnolia Stove out there on North Galvis. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I, I refuse, okay? North Galvis. If you're on North Galvin, stop at Magnolia Store. Holler at Big Mike, Big Rob. You know what I'm saying? Their son actually, um, he he actually taking over. You know what I'm saying? Y'all make sure y'all go up and act for that high size on French dress. You know what I'm saying? Y'all make sure y'all do that. All right. So uh, let's see. I think we're back to the well, – let's see. Let's see if we got any football. Quick. Everybody talking about food now. <laughs> uh, Frank says, uh, St. Joe Horn or Marcus Coaston? E, who you got? I take Marcus Colson on this one or whatever. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Speed. He's taller than Joe Horn. Joe Horn may be faster. I mean, both of them got real good hands, but I think uh, Marcus Colson might have did it longer. Right. Yeah, I, I I have to agree with you, man. No disrespect to Joe Horn. Joe Horn did it at a high level. I think he brought a little bit of a charis, a, a charisma. You know what I'm saying to New Orleans. You know what I'm saying. I mean, we all know about the classic pulling out the cell phone, but. I mean, he was also pretty good, and he did it by himself for for quite some time. But I had to go with Marcus Colston, man. The fact that he came to the New Orleans Saints, seventh round pick, uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he was most the most underrated wide receiver to ever play the game. Played all those years, have almost a thousand catches, and never made the Pro Bowl. So, but I, I got to roll with Marcus Colston, man. Uh, let's see, TJ, you eat pecan candy. I know a lot of people who don't eat it. <laughs> e, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone, man. 
Only the law. Next question. <laughs> but you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say, man. MG, uh, huh? hey, exactly. MG. MG. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. I look, I. I talk about that next time. This hey, somebody next time on the State of the Saints podcast, just say TJ, what you were talking about with MG, and I'll tell you. But we not gonna talk about it tonight. <laughs> uh, coasted or uh, balled out from day one. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> hey, I got my boy Mike Ricks in the building, man. Yo, it's NFC South versus NFL, man. Mike Ricks up in this thing, man. What's going on, Mike? Uh, Kenny says uh, Kenny Domino. Uh, says I can't go get uh me a shrimp poor boy and watch this video. Pick one, man. The store closes soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go pick up a high size old French. You know what I'm saying? If you got a car, and I'm pretty sure it's probably a 2013 or up, you got Bluetooth, dog. So roll <laughs> to the store. <laughs> Turn your Bluetooth on. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, speaking of Kenny Domino, man, are you uh kin to a a, a guy I know his name was Wine Domino, man? I went to high school with him, man. So if you kin to Wine Domino, tell that boy I said what up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ken Arthur says, "My bad, y'all. I'm homesick. Been running my companies here in Atlanta. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I'm out here in Myrtle Beach. My brother, uh, he still stays out there. You know what I'm saying? He stays on the West Bank. So I mean, but I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh, missing home, man." And I'm definitely serious. Like, I'm laughing right now. I'm, I'm definitely serious, man. I'm definitely about to solicit y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and ask y'all to send me some hot sides on friends on some dry ice. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely going to be talking about that. Uh, Jerry Poor says, this is good. Hey, man, I'm going to just enjoy myself. I know this the state of the Saints. But like I said, at the same time, man, what, hey, any questions that y'all have, man, we're going to answer them things. Uh, Mike Rick says, proud of you, fam. Hey, man, I appreciate that, you know, but, hey, I mean, I, I just appreciate you, man. I mean, NFC South versus NFL, sitting up there, you know what I'm saying, recording those shows at night. I mean, man, some of the best times of my life, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, I mean, I mean, for real, you know, like, this is only the beginning. Definitely want to get you on the show, Mike, you know what I'm saying? Saints play Carolina, definitely want to get you on this thing. Uh, Let's see. Kane Arthur also said, EJ. Who had the best band in New Orleans? Don't be biased. The best band in New Orleans. I don't know. Who's the best band? I mean, that kind of. Mm. I'm gonna go with Saint Og, man. Marching 100, man. I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta rep Saint Og, man. They, they got the hardest working band. Mm-hmm. They got the most accomplished band. Right. I mean, I, I don't. You just come up with them. I, uh, who would be a second one? Who would be a the, the the second best band in New Orleans or whatever? I mean, hmm, good point. All we know is Saint O. Marching One Hundred. I wasn't really into the bands like 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 that, but nah, I do. man, I was into sports, man. Football. Yeah. I was into football. You was into basketball, man. That was kind of our thing, you know. Like we didn't really really pay attention to the bands. I mean, Douglas sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be one hundred, man. Douglas. I mean, you know, I mean. They, I mean I, any Douglas people up here other than me? <laughs> he, he, he graduated in what? Uh, when he got graduated in 2001. Uh huh. And you already know what I'm about to say. The four years we went without winning a game, <laughs> your four years, four years <laughs> without winning a football game, now people. 
So that's all I need to say right there. <laughs> I had <laughs> I had to leave. I had to leave Douglas and go to Culver, man. I I needed to feel like a winner. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Douglas, hey, hey, I I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. <laughs> hey, I got an update on that game too. It's 24-7 in the fourth quarter with 13 wow. left, and the Chiefs got the ball at the eight yard line because they just picked off the show and watch. Wow, like the Chiefs. About to blow it open, and my boy Clyde Edwards Alaire got 118 yards on 15 carries. Yeah, we're out there acting the fool. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Trouble says, uh, Are you going to answer someone else's question? Y'all keep skipping mine. Look, I mean, the chat is going pretty fast, my friend. So if I miss your question, then I apologize. Then he came back and said, Unsubscribe. Well, if you didn't unsubscribe, please unsubscribe. Okay, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Please unsubscribe because I don't need that type of energy in my life. Okay, I don't need that type of energy here on the State of the Saints podcast. For somebody, you know, I, I try to answer everybody's question. Anybody that been following the State of the Saints podcast know how I roll. But the chat moves pretty, pretty quickly and swiftly. So if I miss you, I apologize. But if we want to sit up here and be on our petty, man, I, w- I would recommend that you unsubscribe. For real. Seriously. And I was getting to his question, too. That's the crazy thing about it. <laughs> Frank says, who been on the uh, the port of call? Uh, that drank be on point. Uh, I never heard of that. You ever heard of Eddie? No, uh, I haven't. Port of call. I'm going to have to. I'm going to get it. Next time I'm on State of the Saints, I'm going to have to get a notepad and a pen. Man, I mean, we we getting put on a game. Not only are we we getting good Saints uh commentary here, <laughs> we getting drinks. Like, hey, where you get that from, Porter? Uh, where you get that from? Let me let me know. Let me know. I'm still stuck on those damn run runs when I went to the Bahamas. All right, uh, Brandon says, uh, if you finish from Saint O, you can do whatever you want in New Orleans. <laughs> I I have to agree with him. <laughs> That school carries some cachet. Saint Og, Anoka. I mean, you could pretty much I mean, everybody throw those schools in New Orleans. Well, I, I must say, I must say, people from Saint Og, they be some cool dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the guys that we went to college with, my freshman year, I went to Dillard. You graduated from Dillard University. A lot of guys went to Saint Og. Man, shouts out to Gerald, Larry Everidge, uh Squirrel. You know what I'm saying? Like. All them boys, man, like mad cool dudes, man. Mad cool. Let's see. Uh, say, TJ, do you agree that LB Landry and O'Perry Walker were basically prisons? <laughs> it was a fight every single day, and their cheerleaders were always fighting. O'Perry Walker and George Washington Culver didn't like each other. I mean, there's been several times where we used to meet up on uh, Canal Street and fight. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they, they football teams used to be back when I was in high school. When you was in high school, you know, football, the you know, games used to be serious, right? Barry Walker had, had a nice squad. Uh, Carver always had a good football team, and right? They just, just had a robbery or whatever, right? Wasn't necessarily no, we hated better. Oh, we so hated you know that's where they had to stem from, right? And we hated them, man. It was, it was always about the fact that my senior year, we were supposed to go to the state championship. And there was this guy on the team didn't even play. Guy name was Archie. And I'm sorry, Archie, if you watch the show, I'm putting you on the spot. But uh, <laughs> but he was uh, academically ineligible to play, right? But he didn't play. 
that's the thing. He was he was a backup offensive lineman, and they said that the guy was too old to play. So they they called the state of Louisiana. We went up to the uh, Baton Rouge, and they end up taking our place in the playoffs because we got kicked out. Ever since then, hate each other. Hate each other. Uh, Derek says, hey, TJ, the alligator sausage and those red beans and rice go hard. Yeah, man. I agree with that. Basquez. sausage. And uh, you know, I'm I'm over here in uh in West Wego. You know, we got that West Wego market over there. Right. So they got alligator sausages, that andouille sausages, man. You try that with some red beans. Ooh, right. <laughs> Good boy. Uh Mr. T Money says, What do you think about Joe Brady and Teddy are bringing to Carolina from Sean Payton? Uh, I think that uh you have two guys uh that are familiar with the offense of the new orleans saints you got joe brady who's coming off a national championship with lsu i think that was a good hire you have teddy bridgewater who has a huge chip on his shoulder to prove that uh, minnesota made a mistake and the new orleans saints made a mistake which i agree with the new orleans saints uh made a mistake i think that they're going to be a lot better than people are giving them credit for okay i think that they're going to be dynamic they're going to be exciting I think that you're going to see a lot of three-step drop from Teddy Bridgewater getting the ball out of his hands fast, and you're going to see a guy that's not going to turn the ball over at an alarming rate. Uh, e, what do you think about the uh, the chemistry and the, the dynamic of Joe Brady and uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, I think he might be looking at the probably the, one of the most improved teams in the league, I think. I could see them winning somewhere around seven or eight wins or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think Teddy Bridgewater, like you said, I think he is trying to – prove himself Christian right. McCaffrey is going to be Christian McCaffrey right There's nothing you could really do about that right Carolina's question is probably going to be more so uh how can they get activated on offense and can they protect uh Bridgewater I think right. that's probably one of the bigger questions right uh can they protect him because I don't care how good of a quarterback he is how much talent you have or what right. kind of offense you running if you get sacked a quarterback cannot throw a touchdown land on their back Right, you throw the ball in there, you can hit yourself in the face. Right. So, I mean, you you got to protect the quarterback, uh, but I do think that they, they're going to be improved. I don't right. think they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but I think teams going to hate to play them. Yeah. You Carolina, Carolina really never been an offense to lead the league in points or yards or game versus rushing yards or something. Right. Like that. So right. it's going to be new to see them. If you look at LSU. All the passing yards they used to throw for last year, so it's gonna be weird to right. probably see Carolina <laughs> throwing the ball forty, possibly fifty times a game or whatever. So <laughs> it's be something to see. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, Kansas City scored again, man. The score right now is thirty-one to seven. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, man, eighteen carries, one hundred and sixteen yards, and a touchdown. Needless to say that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs made the right decision getting that guy, which is a surprise to absolutely nobody. Well, beast. Um, yeah, absolute beast. Okay, absolute beast. I mean, out there toting the mail. Uh, cannot be more uh, happy for a guy. Okay, he deserves it. He deserves the success he's getting out there in Kansas City, and he's going to be dangerous. He's going to be dangerous because he has zero catches and um, zero yards right now, but you know that he has that dynamic. So – it's only a matter of time before, like, if he running for 118 yards in his debut, my goodness, my goodness. I mean, the sky is the limit for that guy. 
I'm happy for him too, man, because I mean, nobody ever gave him a chance. Uh, yo, EJ, uh, look up City Diner. Uh, the Holiday Inn is where they sent most of the guys getting in, in the military. Uh, they got this thing called a uh, bottom of the bowl. Yeah, I, I never even heard of it. Uh, check it out, though. You just check it out. He gave you a homework assignment, bro. <laughs> right now, ask him if it's on. Uh, do they have one in Metter? Uh, you can ask him. I'm pretty sure. He can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You're on live, man. <laughs> Are we live? <laughs> like Ray J said on the Breakfast Club. Are we live? <laughs> yeah, we is, live. Is it in Metter? Uh, oh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Answer. Uh, who that? Uh, baby TJ. Great things are coming your way, my guy. Question is, what is one thing most important to you that you want to see out of the Saints? Uh, Frank, I want to see the Saints finish games. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. Okay. I want to see the Saints finish a game, go 60 minutes, go hard in the paint. Okay. I want to see no heartbreak at the last 45 seconds. Okay. That's what I need from the New Orleans Saints. I need them to finish the game strong. Okay, I need them to end the game via turnover, stop, or pass deflection. Okay, that's that's what I need. Okay, that's what I need from New Orleans Saints. E, what do you think about that, man? What do you what do you want to see out of New Orleans Saints? I want to see that luck that I talked about. You remember when I talked about chemistry and luck? Right. What kind of luck Super Bowl teams have or whatever. I want to see right. the Saints get that same luck. And right. by luck, I mean no serious injuries. Like right. If somebody get hurt, they're coming right back within a week or two. Right. That's, that's what I want to see. I want us to be on the right side of not having like serious injuries. Right. To Sheldon Rankins, who hadn't really played a whole season, and and I, I want to say two years or something like that. Right. Davenport getting hurt late, or, or, or Lathamore getting hurt late. That's what I want to see. I want us to be lucky. Right. Lucky enough to get through the playoffs, and uh, you know just do some damage. Right. Yeah. Now I'm looking at this menu for the City Diner. Uh, the bottom of the bottom of the bowl. Uh, I will be adding that to the short term bucket list. Oh man! Oh my goodness! Right here, this is this man in the middle of commentary looking at a big. Yeah, man. That boy got fried oyster platter. I approve that. Uh, I approve this message. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on Esplanade, closer to the French quarters, it's called Porter Call. Uh, but the drinks they were referring is called the Neptune Monsoon. Okay, so uh, I've been clearing things up. Y'all yeah, putting us on game. Yeah, ain't it though? Uh, Julius. Too much. Right. Julius says uh, Titans got clowny. Take that, Saints. He uh this this man right here pretty happy that he got your David and Clowney. Look, I I I want to say congratulations to you, and I feel very comfortable with saying this because I didn't even want your David and Clowney in New Orleans. Thank you for uh and congratulations to you uh for receiving the biggest overachiever. I mean underachiever, excuse me, the biggest underachiever in the NFL. The guy a guy that did not deserve all of the fanfare or the press clippings he got. Okay, you guys got the 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 quintessential limit of the NFL. Look, I mean, 
going to the, the to the car lot, right? You're going to the car lot. You're walking up. You're excited. You got that money in your hand. Probably got it from your taxes. You're ready. You know what I'm saying? You look good. You see a car, and they got the turtle wax on it, looking real, real good. And you're like, yeah, man, I can see myself with this, but I would pick that girl up this evening and this. And all of a sudden, you get behind the wheel for a test drive, start that mug up. That's what Jadavion Clowney is to me, okay? That's what he is. He he looks sexy, right? He got all of the all the tools that you need, right? He's extremely athletic. And all of a sudden, when it's time to show up, Nowhere to be found. So, E, I mean, that's just my opinion on Jadavid Clown. What do you think about this, man? He said, take that Saints. What do you think about this? I mean, that's really not a slight to the – I mean, we did try to get a, get the dude with a <laughs> sign-in trade and all that. But, I mean, like I said, con- 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 congratulations to him for getting right. Jadavid and Cloudy. I mean, I don't think it hurts us by us not getting them. I mean, <laughs> we already had a 53-man roster. Thank you. Without – Cloudy. Thank you. you. you Telling if he was actually going to start for us or whatever, right? Uh, on a, like a hundred percent basis or whatever. But I mean, I don't think Jadavian Cloudy getting not getting him makes or break the Saints. Nah, we, not at all. You know, better with probably possibly, yeah. and we we good. I mean, without him or whatever. Well, uh, to see him, on right? <laughs> I don't think we have to play the Titans. Look, but, uh, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he play? Didn't he play in that Saints game? Yeah, he played yeah. that. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. did he do anything? No, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I look. Let, I, I will concede. E, they definitely need him more than the Saints need him. Okay, but to me, he is the NFL's limit. Okay, he's a limit. And Troll says, uh, "TJ, uh, they bought a limit. Absolutely, a limit. Okay." Look, straight up lemon, okay? Uh, Sprite lemon, okay? Uh, Corona, when you go to the club, lemon. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they bought. This guy is not all that, okay? he People are actually buying what this guy did in college. That's what they're doing, okay? They're basically buying a guy who made a big hit on Denard Robinson in college. Because in, in the pros, if we're being realistic, he, he isn't worth all that. Okay, three sacks last season? Oh, but he was disruptive. Like, come on, man. When the last, like, E, seriously, when the last time we actually looked at a guy who played the left or the right end and, and did not, uh, you know, grade him based on the fact of him getting sacks? I, I'm just saying, uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald, he's not a defensive end, but we grade him on the sacks, right? Uh, back in the day, uh, let's go Reggie White. We used to grade him on the sacks, right? Uh, Dwight Freeney, we used to grade him on the sacks. How is it that he just slides through the cracks and people just like, well, he has a great upside and he can stop the run? I mean, if that's the case, then what the hell are we talking about Davenport for? Because Davenport is better at stopping the run than pass rushing, right? And the same issues with Davenport not being on the field is the same issues that Jadavion Clowney has had throughout his career. So what the hell are we talking about? What what the hell are we talking about here? But like I said, <laughs> congratulations, Tennessee. Uh, you know, maybe y'all get something out of him. Maybe he'll be able to be motivated because he get opportunity to play against a team that gave up on him in the Houston Texans twice a year. 
We're going to read one more, Ian, and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. We're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, Mr. T. Money says, uh, plays outside linebacker half the time. Okay, yeah, he does do that. Uh, let's see. I compared Clowney first two years and Davenport's first two years. Davenport is on uh, his coattails and has way less time in the league. I feel like Davenport might have a better year than Clowney. E, I, I give you the last word. Do you think that Jadavion Clowney is going to have a better year than Marcus Davenport, or do you think vice versa? I think Davenport Davenport's probably going to have a better year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Davenport, like I said, if you're a football player, you can learn from a pro bowler. That should stand for something, mm-hmm. and that should roll off on you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care what position it is. It could be wide receiver, running back, right. quarterback. If you could get some knowledge from somebody who's been doing it at a high level for almost 10 years and been making Pro Bowls, first-team defensive player, 15 and a half sacks, if that don't rub off on you, I, I don't know, like, what will. I mean, I know I'd be in Cam, Cam Jordan. I'd be in his house. I'd be asking him advice. I'd be in his DMs. I'd be doing all kind of stuff to try to get information about how I can make myself better. And I think Davenport is going to profit and benefit from that this year. That's why I feel he's going to have somewhere around 10 sacks or so this year. Cloudy, there's a reason why Cloudy's been playing for two teams in like the last two or three years almost. Mm-hmm. It's because it's injuries. Maybe it's yep. because of potential that he hadn't tapped into because of these injuries or whatever. Right. I mean, you could have, you could feel a sense of accomplishment even if you didn't accomplish anything yet. Right. I mean, he's yet to be the, like the dominant person mm-hmm. that we've seen at South, South Carolina. Right. He hasn't been the dominant person that made him the number one pick in the draft. So, right. I mean, if not now, when? If he don't do it this year, I mean, who's to say Tennessee don't let him go if he has right. another three-sack season or something like that? Yeah, that's why I feel Davenport has more of an upside than Cloudy. Yo, E, I, I think about uh, right after the Dallas Mavericks won the NBA championship against LeBron James and the Miami Heat, it's first year with Miami. And um, Stephen A. Smith said something. I know a lot of people, you know, they have their opinions about Stephen A. Smith, but he said something about LeBron. I feel like it's relevant to what I'm about to say about Jadavion Clowney. That was the game of the series where LeBron James phoned it in, okay? I mean, he wasn't being aggressive at all. He wasn't attacking a rim, none of that stuff. Stephen A. Smith said, it seems to me like, and this was before LeBron won championships. He said, it seems to me like this guy is trying to be crowned, you know what I'm saying, with no rings. And I feel like it's the same way with Jadavion Clowney. This guy is trying to be crowned with no rings. And by rings, I mean nothing else to show for it. This guy trying to live up for what he did in South Carolina, and he feels like that is going to get him in the room in order for him to get big money. But I feel like he had a big rude awakening, and he realized that, dang, I got a lot of work to do, and a lot of people do not respect me for what I do on the field. He's physically imposing. He has all the talent in the world, all the tools to be one of the greatest defensive ends slash linebackers of all time. The problem is he's lazy. You know what I mean? It's just the truth. He takes plays off. His motor does not run hot all the time, okay? He cutting the call. I don't know if he's energy efficient or not. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's a hybrid. I don't know if he's one of them Jeeps that stop, you know what I'm saying, when you, when you hit a traffic light. That's what he reminds me of. 
And you cannot be out here asking for the big bucks. You cannot be out here talking about, I need to get paid, if you're not putting in the work. Jadavion Clowney cannot sit up here and be like, oh, you seen that play against Denard Robinson that I did? Well, that was in college in 2014. What have you done for me lately? And I'm glad that the Saints did not get this guy. Okay, I'm just being serious. I'm glad. I will roll with a Trey Hendrickson. I will roll with a Carl Grandison. I will roll with a Marcus Davenport. I just don't like the way that this guy approaches the game. There are some guys got it, and there are some guys that don't. And even though all those players are out there playing for generational wealth and to put themselves in the elite tax bracket, you at least want to be remembered. When your career is all said and done, you want to go to Canton, and you want to put a gold jacket on to say, I left it all on the field. And for Jadavion Clowney, E, in my opinion, I don't think that's what he's what his drive or, or what he's determined to be. But I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, once again, my big brother EJ, thank you very much, man, for being a part of the show. Man, no problem, man. Always enjoy it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, and uh, look forward to Sunday, man. Uh, you know, doing the uh, man, the Saints breakdown, man, pre and post game show of the New Orleans Saints, man. So y'all come back on Sunday. We're gonna be breaking down the X's and the O's and the Willies and the Joes. Okay, okay. So y'all come on back. And uh, we're definitely going to be having a good time, man. We're going to be talking about uh, the New Orleans Saints. Might even talk about some high sizes on French. But nevertheless, we're still going to have a good time, man. <laughs> but subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search The State of the Saints Podcast. Facebook.com. Search The State of the Saints Podcast. And also the audio version available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, and also Anchor FM. E, uh, let them know how you, they can get in touch with you as well, man. Um, my for Twitter and Instagram is uh, EJ the Sports Fan. That's at Twitter and at Instagram. And a new thing I'm starting is called Pick Six Blog World. Mm-hmm. That's on Instagram and Twitter as well. I'm gonna be doing some things uh, as far as like every week. I'm gonna be following NFL and college football. Yeah, yeah man. Looking forward to it, man. Great commentary. Uh, Pick six blog world, man. Y'all check them out on Twitter. Check yours truly out on Twitter at State of Saints. State of Saints, man. So y'all follow your boy. Uh, got some good things coming up in the future, man. Got some interviews that, you know, I'm trying to line up. Uh, you know, I got uh, Mike uh, Mardona um, off the after further review. I'm talking to him. I emailed him today. Might help him on the show next week. So uh, y'all make sure y'all look. Uh, look uh, and also just uh, keep keep you posted on that one but thank you very much man thank you ej thank you chat who that nation time to get up out of here all i gotta say is who that <laughs>